But right now it's time to head to Boston where Celeste Katz-Marston is with us. Um, Celeste, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing okay. Now, I've got to ask you, were you watching the Oscars? Because I know not a lot of people do watch them these days, but were you watching them last night or whenever it was, Monday our time, Sunday night your time, when this incident occurred? I was. We were watching it. And we we don't always watch these awards shows. Some of them we skip, but we did happen to be watching this one. And uh, I have to admit, at first, I was very confused about what was going on. So I don't know that I was confused so much as, hang on a minute, did I just see what I thought I saw is kind of what I'm thinking, that this sort of thing does not happen usually at awards. Sure, Kanye West might run on stage and take the microphone from Taylor Swift, but, you know, that's about as bad as it gets at these awards nights, or they read out the wrong winner. Um, it's It goes a lot deeper than that. I mean, there's a lot to this story, and Boston is now involved. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that, you know, usually I mean, there, there might be sort of pranks or jokes or skits or bits or whatever during these award shows. They want to liven the things up. And as you say, uh, you know, there has been a big issue with people not watching these awards shows. Uh, I think some of these things are just have too much competition from other entertainment or streaming or they're considered old fashioned. People have problems with the Academy, whatever it may be. But, you know, some of these uh, things like some people think the Olympics has had its heyday in terms of viewership that might might be true for these award shows. But yeah, after this happened, um, Chris Rock's next professional stop as a stand-up comedian happened to be in Boston. So there was a ton of attention, uh, not only here, but nationally as to what he was going to say about getting smacked on live television by, uh, you know, now Academy Award winner, uh, Will Smith. Uh, the the upshot is uh, he didn't talk about it that much. He said he's quote unquote still processing it and that he will talk about it. Um, so I guess the uh, the plot thickens. Yes, he said, "How was your weekend?" And <laughs> exactly, which is a good opening line. Um, according to Variety magazine, he says, "I don't have you know, basically a lot to talk about what happened." So if you came to hear that, I have a whole show I wrote before this weekend. I'm still processing what happened, so at some point I'll talk about it and it will be serious and funny. Uh, You know, the thing is also, and I mentioned it during our quiz last hour, he played Muhammad Ali. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali. This is a bloke who probably was taught how to throw a punch. So if he really wanted to punch him and deck him, he would have, as it was, he slapped him. Now, the slap was hard enough, but it kind of knocked him back a little bit. But... Uh, it could have been a lot, lot worse. And then, you know, and what's going to happen? They're talking about stripping him of his Oscar and all sorts of things. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of mixed messaging about this. You know, there there came out uh, some reports that <clears throat> he was uh, possibly going to be subject to uh, Academy uh, sanctions in some way because he was asked during the between the time of uh, the slapping and the time he actually received the award. Supposedly, at some point, he was asked to leave the theater to leave the venue but then there were other reports saying that that wasn't true that somebody spoke to him but it wasn't clear that they had asked him to uh leave and he refused or something like that but you know you said it could have been a lot worse and that's true but it also could have been a lot better and i think what you're hearing right now is that look nobody thinks it's cool to make fun of somebody 
um, who has a medical condition, which happens to be true in the case of Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. But um, at the same time, the, is the answer to that jumping up on stage and physically assaulting somebody no. and then having them get an award? No, <clears throat> you know, exactly it's, right. it's it's there's a lot going on there. And I mean, this was live television. One of the reasons it was confusing, uh, to be honest, was a we had been having sort of weird uh, streaming issues or TV issues that night with the picture and the sound going in and out. And secondly, as you probably know, um, in the American broadcast, the sound was cut out when the thing escalated. But I believe in Australia and also in, I think at least in Japan, you yeah. guys saw it live. We did with We've, picture yeah. and sound as it was happening. And Absolutely. so in America, we were like. What is going on? Is this is this a bit? Is this a joke? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think once, once they you know, he went back to his seat and started shouting. That was when it was clear, if it hadn't been clear already, but the fact that he hit him, that it was no joke. That this was not fake. It was not a prank. It was not set up. That if they wanted to do it, it would have been a lot better done than that. And Chris Rock, you could see he was totally unable to continue i mean yes he continued but he was he was shaken there's no doubt about it he didn't really know what to do this was worse than being heckled and as a comedian he would have been heckled a lot and again this is something we'll talk about with our hollywood correspondent tomorrow but it seems as though comedians think that they're on the stage they can say whatever they like they have like diplomatic immunity or comedic impunity to criticize or make fun of anyone and I don't think that's right, and I, I hope that this, as bad as the situation was, I hope that things might change a bit now, that maybe these comedians will think twice about poking fun at people. It's, it's an interesting question because you do want people to have sort of the freedom to be edgy and the comedy acts are a different kind of entertainment. But I really think in this case, um, and, you know, there's definitely a place for very edgy comics or even frankly, like sort of body or more obscene comedy. I'm just not sure the Academy Awards is the place for that. Yeah. I think that, you know, some of the films that they honor talk about really intense stuff and really serious stuff and really adult content. I don't think a major sort of network broadcast of an award show uh, is is that. I think that most people agree that the joke was in bad taste. Um, I, I don't personally know if, if Chris Rock was aware of the reason why uh, she had shaved her head or or the, the underlying issues. But, you know, there are plenty of other things to joke about uh, during an award show like this. And I, is it necessary to go there? I think it's probably not. Yeah, because also earlier in the night, you've got the, the three hosts or the three comedians who were doing some stand-up. They're criticising how boring the power of the dog is and how no one can sit through it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on where they are saying that to people and it must really hurt and they don't like it i'm I, look i was at a uh, i was hosting an awards night once for film in australia and there was a bloke there who was a well-known filmmaker who i didn't know who he was but he had a beard like you wouldn't believe and i made a reference to game of thrones and he didn't like it and i thought well okay i mean everyone else thought it was funny but anyway uh you got to be careful you got to be careful what you say and hopefully this may now change things slightly. But, you know, the Oscars got what they wanted, didn't they? Everyone's talking about them. Yeah, I mean, if they were looking to, <clears throat> pardon me, if they were looking to uh, get attention and stir things up and have people have a, a you know, uh, trending hashtag about them and so on, yeah, they mission accomplished. 
No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> because as, uh, you know, we've seen, you know, the, the viewership has gone down and down over the years and a lot of people have caught up with this sort of stuff online or in little bits or on late-night TV shows and that's exactly how they've caught up with this, missing all the context of what happened on the rest of the show, both before and after. Do you think he should have, you know, and I know you said that they asked him to leave. Do you think he should have left? What would have happened if he'd won the Oscar for Best Actor? Like, you know, well, and he I, wasn't there. Well, people, first of all, people have been awarded and received awards in absentia, had sure, somebody else yeah. accept for them. <clears throat> and that wouldn't have, I don't think that would have been a problem. I think what he should have done, and again, I'm not him and, uh, you know, everybody would have their own opinion on this, but I think he had ample opportunity during a very, frankly, long and emotional acceptance yes. speech to just say, I'm sorry I hit you. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> that is an admission of guilt, of course. Uh, and maybe he thought not to do that. But yes, uh, he apologised to the Academy. He should have apologised to Chris Rock. Five minutes, 24 seconds, by the way, with his uh, his uh, his uh, speech. I timed it. However, wow. uh, this is also, I mean, that's probably one of the longest ones since Jonathan Demme uh, accepted 30 years ago. This overshadowed the incredible Cinderella story of this movie, Coda, Children of Deaf Adults, which was a remake of a French film, which is on SBS On Demand, if people want to see it at the moment. Uh, and this has, again, a local connection with Boston or with Massachusetts, doesn't it? Yeah, that film was actually filmed in and focused on the community of Gloucester, Massachusetts, which is right near where my husband grew up. Uh, it's on the North Shore uh, here, so north of Boston on the seacoast. And, and it's a, a, I enjoyed the film a lot, and, you know, not just because I recognized some of the places and some of the environment and so on, but I just genuinely thought it was an interesting film. I mean, it, it was sort of a, a tearjerker in a way, but it had its funny moments. But yeah, you know, it really focuses on this fishing community in Gloucester, which is certainly threatened by, uh, you know, by time and by commercial fishing, like, you know, uh, offshore fishing and so on. Um, but it really had a lot of different facets. And people here are just excited about it because it, you know, not only highlights the deaf community and provides uh, some sort of representation uh, for people who are deaf, for actors who are deaf and actresses who are deaf, but also for this community, which is, uh, you know, if you ever check it out, it, it's very cool. And it's sort of a, a way of life that uh, is frankly threatened uh, in the United States and in lots of other places. Exactly. Um, just a couple more text messages. Harry says the Will Smith case is a clear case of assault. Why didn't the police charge him? I mean, my understanding is you need to press charges. I mean, the police could have done that. I don't know. But Chris Rock didn't want to take it any further. That's one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, I believe that that was the case, that he did not want to press charges. Hmm. Back in time, if comedians made fun of John Wayne or Lee Marvin, they probably would have given more than a slap. I don't know if there's any evidence of that. Uh I don't know that they did. You know, the whole idea of having a stand-up comedian come out and do 10 or 15 minutes at the start of the Oscars is a relatively modern thing. Uh, I, I, think, I hate the way they do it these days, but yeah, it's just neither here nor there. Um, all right. Well, so people should go and see Coda, if they can. It's not on at the movies. It's only streamed, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It, I think this was... Uh, at an Oscar for Apple, I believe it was, yeah, Apple. Apple. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I think it's definitely worth checking out. It's, it's, um, 
you know, it's it's unusual in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, you, you learn quite a lot from it. I learned quite a lot from it in terms of ASL, but the acting is just genuinely good. And there are right. parts of it that have hearing actors and parts of it that have uh, deaf actors. But, uh, you know, it's really an engaging film. Is it best picture? Is this you know, going to be right up there with, well, I'm saying Gone with the Wind, but Casablanca or The Godfather or even The Sound of Music or any of those great films that have won Best Picture at the Oscars? I know in the last decade or so we are seeing some pretty ordinary films win Best Picture. Is it right up there with the best? Well, where, where does it fit in the whole spectrum of, of Best Picture winners? I don't think it's what you would call an epic production. It's not one of, you know, it's not a cast of thousands, quote unquote. It doesn't have these sweeping dramatic sets. I mean, it's really a story more about um, people, I think, than about sort of um, an epic, an era. Uh, it's it's uh, not as sort of grand as some of those things. But I mean, I think it's really very successful as a story about the human condition. And it also takes on sort of a challenging uh, uh, you know, a, a challenging tack, which is how do you tell a story that's fundamentally about deafness and about music? Yeah. Very, very interesting sort of um, juxtaposition there in terms of the themes. So, uh, you know, is it Ben-Hur or the Ten Commandments or something? It is not, but I don't think it tries to be okay. there very was deliberately. An Australian film last year called Unsound that is not the same, but it also deals with uh, music and those in the deaf community. So yeah, a little something with that going on at the moment. Okay. Um, COVID. Booster shots, which we're encouraged not to call booster shots. We had the we had the first two, and then you know the booster. But now it's just really it's going to be part of an ongoing series of shots. And the president had his fourth one. Yeah, so they've approved in the United States. They've just approved a fourth. What are we calling it? The booster here, uh, vaccination, I guess, for uh, people over fifty, uh, people of certain medical conditions, and you know that's great if people want to get it or find out more about getting it. You know, there are questions about the timing. Uh, is it better to get it now for a couple of months extra protection? I mean, this is basically for people who are quite vulnerable. This is not just for everybody. But secondly, you know, we're still dealing with some, uh, you know, some degree of vaccine hesitancy, even among people who have not received a shot at all or have received the first series of shots but have not received the booster. So it will be interesting to me to see uh, how widely this is adopted among people who should uh, yeah. you know, vigorously consider it. Just on the president, he made that speech last week and called for, well, what seemed to be called for regime, regime change in Russia, that it was time for Putin to go. And then the White House kind of walked that back and then President Biden said, oh, actually, I was just expressing a private opinion, not the opinion of the US government. Who is going to dispute the fact that Russia needs to change leaders? I, I couldn't understand why he said that. I mean, I can think. I can think of exactly one person who would dispute well, that. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, he's the last <laughs> he point we're going to ask his opinion. But why shouldn't right. the president say, "Look, it's time to go. You cannot go around invading other countries." Now we know that U.S. does it from time to time, but this is outrageous. What has happened? Why can't he say, "Yeah, it's time for you to go"? I mean, he can say it, but I think that probably and and Joe Biden does have. Uh, you know, a, a, a long and and colorful history of verbal gaffes, but I think that maybe uh, with this 
a high level of diplomacy, it's really important to say exactly what you mean. So if he had said, uh, Vladimir Putin can't be the leader of Russia anymore, it's incumbent upon the people of Russia to vote him out, to change their government. Wow. I mean, you know, he could even marginally get at sort of encouraging some sort of rebellion. I don't know if you would call it a revolution, but that's very different than saying something nebulous, which is this guy has to go, yeah. but not saying it. I mean, can you imagine if it was the other way around? If, if yeah, Putin exactly. said something about Biden, you know, it's, it's, it's a yeah. delicate operation. But you understand that he would say that. I just don't understand why the president felt it necessary to say, oh, it's a it's a, a personal opinion. I think, uh, you know, everybody I think knows. Maybe Putin's not go. not inching us closer to getting directly well, involved well. in a land war in Europe might be part of it. But maybe. Uh, I agree with you that that there's nobody who thinks this guy should remain in power. No one's nobody criticizes uh, <laughs> Biden for saying it. Uh, by the way, a couple more text messages. Chris says the Oscars haven't been relevant for the last twenty years. Now they are for all the wrong reasons. Can you imagine if Don Rickles was hosting? Well, Don Rickles never did host the Oscars, but I think the Oscars, in fact, are, are probably more relevant now than they ever were. They are giving films to or Oscars to good films. They're giving Oscars to foreign films. They're giving Oscars to films with a kind of diverse story and diverse message. In the old days, it was just white men sitting around talking that win Oscars. And um, Paula Newcastle says all of these award shows are stale and anachronistic. Anything that hastens their demise is good. Grammy, Tony, Oscar, Emmy. I mean, the thing is, Paul, if you don't like them, don't watch them. I mean, if you don't, isn't that the case? If people, if they want to hand out awards, that's their business. And if you don't like them, don't watch them. Yeah, I think that you know, there's a couple of things. I mean, there was the whole controversy about you know Oscars so white yeah. and the control of the Academy. Like that, that could be a legitimate thing if sure. if our entertainment doesn't reflect who we are as a people or yeah. as a, you know, as a world, like, yeah, that's a legitimate thing. Also, yeah, if people don't think that the Oscars are meaningful or these awards ceremonies are meaningful, they can certainly vote with their feet or vote with their televisions. Don't watch it. Viewership will fall off. The whole thing will become uh, too expensive to make sense in a cost benefit analysis. And that's fine. And, you know, the last thing I would just say really quickly is that um, sometimes, you know, people worry about, you um, schools teaching to tests. If you have people who are making films, making quote unquote art to get awards, uh, you know, and making formulaic art instead of spending money and time on projects that are, you know, potentially yeah. less award worthy, but more meaningful, like that could be a concern just from a you know, sure. purely artistic standpoint. Yeah, but what you always see is people say, oh, well, that's Oscar bait. You know, that's the sort of film that wins Oscars. But every film that wins Oscars, like the producer of, uh, of Coda, they say, oh, you know, we had so much difficulty getting this movie made. No one wanted to make it. So, you, you know, I know there are Oscar bait films and they often usually have, uh, you know, very elaborate costumes and all sorts of stories like that. But uh, every film that wins Best Picture, they always say how difficult it was to get it made. And finally, Alex Jones. Hmm. He's a complete disgrace. A uh, bloke, I mean, he has his radio show, at least it's online now, I think, uh, who claimed that the Sandy Hook massacre didn't take place, all those poor children who were killed. Uh, that's just one of the, the, the least of some of the terrible things he's said over the years. But what's going on with him now? 
Yeah, so he has been trying to delay and obstruct and slow walk, uh, actually having to uh, deal with a deposition for this defamation lawsuit brought by the families of these people, these kids who died at Sandy Hook Elementary School. And so now he's going to have to pay for it. Now he's going to start getting fined $25,000 a day. And then every day after that, it's going to be $25,000 more until he actually deals with this and stops sort of goofing around and takes this seriously and deals with this with this case. It, you know, the judge has had enough, can't go on anymore. Uh, yeah. He's going to have to sit for the deposition. Can he go to jail? I mean, is that possible? Yeah, I mean, he I mean, they're they have asked the the lawyers have asked uh, the lawyers for the families have asked that uh, he be put in jail uh, until he testifies. The judge said no to that. Uh, but, you know, they're hoping that sort of hitting him in the pocketbook uh, will make a difference. It's it's not clear if it will. But, you know, I think that there's a very clear statement here that the time for delay is over Absolutely. and he's going to have to face not only this case, but he's going to have to face the people, the families, the parents bringing this case. So the idiotic thing about this, just to conclude, is that, you know, he says that the Sandy Hook massacre where 26 people were killed was staged by the government as a pretext for confiscating firearms, which has not happened. So the pretext, obviously, that was not the case. And that the families were actors. And that, that really caused a lot of problems because these people are going through terrible grief because children were killed at a school and then some idiot tells them that it's all fake. I mean, that sort of stuff. That was 2012. That's nearly 10 years ago that it's happened, December 2012, I think. So it's been going on that long, unfortunately. Oh, Celeste, what are we going to do? I mean, you know, slapping a bloke at the Oscars is minor compared with that, isn't it? Very much so, but... uh... We'll we'll see if this uh, this latest from the courts actually helps him uh, face face what he's done. Okay, all righty. No worries, Celeste. Thank you very much. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Always a pleasure, Celeste Katzmaston in Boston.